You're listening to Grow Yourself Up, a weekly mental health podcast hosted by Kath Cunahan. I'm a psychotherapist, writer, and speaker working in private practice in London. I specialize in the impact of our own childhood on our parenting and how we can heal and integrate our childhood trauma, wounding, and stress so that we can inhabit our full adult selves. Join us each week as we talk about all things growing ourselves up, how we can tend to ourselves in our parenting, generational healing, and overcoming the impacts of childhood trauma. Together, we will become more self-compassionate, connected, authentic, resilient, and heart-centered, so we can live our own full and beautiful lives. As a listener of this podcast, you're welcome to come over and join the Facebook group. So search on Facebook for Grow Yourself Up. It's a private Facebook group of all the listeners. And did you know there are journal prompts that go along with every episode? So sign up for the journal prompts on kathcunahan.com or go to my Instagram, kathcunahan, and sign up at the link in the bio there. And you will get my newsletter, Nurture, Heal, Grow, which contains all the journal prompts. Looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. The podcast is produced each week by the wonderful Audio Cafe. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. It's episode 81 of Grow Yourself Up. And as you can hear, um, I've got like a croaky voice. And um, I had a cough for ages, but I seem to be have a, uh, seem to have picked up something else today. Um, so this episode we released on the day after New Year's Day. So on the 2nd of January, 2024, can you believe that? Can't believe time is rushing past so much. This will be the year that I turned 48. I can't believe that. Um, and, um, Whenever it's New Year, I personally feel an inexplicable draw towards my notebook where it feels like um, I need to plan like a whole new life <laughs> and kind of um, I am always taken up with that kind of fantasy of um, somehow I'll be a totally different person. And I'm, I've shared this before here that that suddenly I'll have like a fabulous morning routine or um that I will be kind of other than, other than I am. And um, I've really moved away from that in the last few years. And I want to encourage you to move away from that too, to really um, kind of settle into your enoughness already, that you're already um, where you need to be and that you're already enough. And we can both hold the desire to want to change or to want to bring more things into our, our life. And I don't mean like material things necessarily, but to to want to shift and change things as well as um, really settling into our enoughness now. Those two are not mutually exclusive. And um, I had an episode last year around the same time. I can't remember which episode it is, but um, it talks about tips for practical change, I think, in that episode. I still really love what I talked about in that um in that episode, and that's a more forward-thinking exercise than what I'm going to talk to you about today. But um, I want to kind of, I do find it personally really helpful to mark um, a new year and to to kind of look to how I would like things to, to feel in the coming year and how, um, what I might like to leave behind, for example. And um, 
you know, the, the journey away from perfectionism is, is, is complex and multi-layered. And because perfectionism is so insidious and sort of so layered into us, it's, um, it kind of sneaks us up, sneaks up on us around the corner. And, um, one of the ways it does that is that we constantly shift goalposts and don't realize what, in fact, we have achieved because we're constantly shifting these goalposts. So one of the hallmarks of perfectionism is um, unrealistic expectations and a kind of a constant driving to do more and um, this kind of a shifting of goalposts. And when we're in that perfectionist place, that's always a, that's kind of an indication of being in a, in our, in our, in our inner child, because that's a, it's a, um, it's a childlike coping strategy. And also it's very kind of activated. We're in one of our survival states. When we're in that place, we are mostly really critical to ourselves and we, we don't have an accurate picture of where we are. We just are kind of, um, mostly beating up on ourselves, to be honest. And so part of putting down perfectionism and kind of lessening the kind of vice-like grip it might have on us is really um, celebrating where we are and noticing what we've achieved. And so if you, like me, love to get out your notebook or your like your big piece of cardboard with lots of colored pens and kind of plan away or plot away at something, I'm going to give you something um to do because it's it is lovely to do things like this, to do exercises like this, especially if you love um like colored pens and stationery and writing and things like that. Um but I want to give you something specifically to try and um dampen the perfectionism and to honor your your journey thus far. So before I talk about what it is, I'm gonna just tell you a, a sort of a brief story about something from my life. So I have been um in the course of 2023 really deepening into what it is to live in my body and to live in my body with my different voices in my head and um to notice what kind of radio shows I'm constantly running to myself and one of the things that I noticed was that I often have this sense of um like disquiet or dis-ease running in the background of somehow I'm not quick enough, I'm not fast enough, I'm in in like the wrong place. And it's kind of generally like I've missed the boat or I'm too slow. And I really noticed how that gave me such a sense of it drives me a lot, obviously, because it's kind of constantly implying I need to be striving for more. But also such a sense of unease in my daily life, like somehow that there was often a sense that there was something wrong. And I really stopped a lot of the time to notice there's nothing wrong. There's so much beauty in my life. Um, you know, I've got two very beautiful, wonderful children. And I, I don't mean physically beautiful. I mean, like, they're just so full of life and they are so joyful and they've got such sparkly eyes and they give me a massive run for my money. And it's a massive, massive learning exercise for me, motherhood. Um, it has broken me, but it is also, I, I want it. I always wanted children. Um, and so, you know, this is something that feels like such an important thing to honor. And um, I have a wonderful husband and I always wanted a relationship. Um, and I am doing a job I love, yet still in the background, um, when I really kind of notice, when I quieten enough to notice this, I really have noticed how much this ran in the background. And it's focused on some specific things, but I noticed how kind of um, unnecessary it was 
and how kind of unpleasant it made things because there was this kind of underlying anxiety all the time of just like being a bit crap basically or somehow I'd missed something. And it's not as easy when we've had that always running in the background to, you can't just, well, for me, I couldn't just switch that off. It was really a process of noticing, wow, look at this. This is something, um, this is something based around the way that I learned to be in childhood. Actually, in childhood, there was a lot of stuff that was really quite miserable and that, um, there was often a sense of disease because of various things. When you grow up in an alcoholic household, there's so much uncertainty, um, unpredictability. Um, things were completely out of my control. I was a, a young, you know, as a child trying to control things. Um, I had this big loss of my brother hanging over me and, and sort of other things. And so like, it makes sense in my, in the context of my own history and however you feel and whatever things, whatever scripts you have running in your life will also make sense in the context of your history. But I really noticed how this was absolutely not serving me and um, kind of blocking my access to joy and just blocking my access to more ease in my life and really savoring what I do have. And alongside this realization was this realization that I've been pushing hard on some kind of projects, which I just literally seem to be spinning in mud. Like I can't kind of, I have spurts of activity in them and I've done a lot of kind of progress in various of various areas, but I just in certain areas feel like um like I'm dirt bike racing and I'm just like stuck in the dirt and just, you know, going around and around. And um my habitual response to that sort of scenario is to push harder and to do more work, to kind of think I need to put more effort in. And this year, around about, I don't know, like September, I was like, oh God, I'm not going to be bothered. I'm just going to park this for a while. I'm just going to, um, instead of each week having things on my to-do list, um, interspersed with my client work and with my podcast and all the other things, um, instead of having things to try and work towards this, this kind of goal, I'm just going to like leave it. I'm just going to not do, not do the bits and I'm just going to kind of welcome it a bit more, um, ease and, um, relaxing in a sense um and not constantly churning on that in my mind because it's it's a kind of a, a thing that happens at all levels you know when you've got something on your to-do list you're churning on your mind about it trying to find space to do it and then if you don't do it then you can beat up on yourself and then or you can ho- hopefully decide not to beat up on yourself but I was like I'm actually just going to skip it off the to-do list and just leave it and not even think about it not worry not think and I'm just going to accept that for whatever reasons um I'm spinning in mud and I'm going to let that go. And um, I'm also going to really acknowledge each day the beauty in my life and um, really um, focus on my gratitude practice and on how does it feel to live in a house with three people I love, so my children and my husband. Like, wow, like I'm so happy. How lucky am I that I've got that um, to really – especially in the kind of the context of the of the world to really acknowledge I'm safe in my warm house with my beautiful children um I have a warm loving relationship I've got um nourishing work and to really really savor that and be grateful for that and yes it doesn't mean that I'm spiritually bypassing or that I'm not engaging with stuff going on in the world but um for me a crucial part of collective consciousness is 
me being able to really choose for joy, to savor the good in my life and to take action from that place. And I did an exercise halfway through the year, which actually really helped with being able to celebrate just um, just like where I am and that that's enough. And that's what I really want to share with you today because I want you to celebrate who you are. I want you to deepen into your enoughness and I want you to really look at the beauty in your life. I know that healing from trauma is not a walk in the park and that there are many, many challenges that come up along a journey. And it is also important not to constantly um, kind of drown ourselves in our trauma, but to to use, to resource ourselves on that journey and to notice that at each point we can choose for new things and choose for more joy, choose for more love, choose for more self-love. And so what I want you to do is I want you to, well, what I suggest um, as you on the cusp of this um, new year. And I think the first new moon is only on the 11th of January. So give yourself a break, you know, just like welcoming the new year gently. And um, on the new moon, it's always a good idea to set a new intention. So give give yourself like 10 days. Think about it. Think about what what you would like more of in your life. Maybe it's simply that you would like more ease. So the exercise that I did was to look back at myself 10 years previously and to see um, where I'd come from. So I looked at it from a personal point of view and at my in a professional point of view, so like at my career thing. And I suggest that you also look back 20 years. So get out your notebook or your drawing pad or your big piece of cardboard and look at where you are now. And look at where you were 10 years ago. Look at like what's changed. What relationships have changed? Do you still work in the same thing? Do you work? Um, do you have a family? Did you want a family? Um, have you changed relationships? Have you got divorced? Have you uh, married your best friend? I don't know. what Whatever things have happened in your life. And then look back 20 years as well. When I looked back 20 years, I was much more, I still had a massive debt. Um I was much more kind of really living in a lot of dysfunction. And when you look back at that, you think, wow, look at me. Look at these things I've done. Look at these changes. Look how, th- look how much things have changed. Because when we are perfectionist, we often, we don't look back at all to really savor things. And all we do is look to the next thing and, and just kind of think we haven't got there. Therefore we're not good. And I really, like part of moving away from that kind of even in our whole culture is to just notice, wow, look at me. I'm not a self-improvement project. And I have actually brought in all these beautiful things. Like I have, things have changed. And I bet that in your life, a lot of stuff has changed. You know, even if you are really struggling, say in parenthood now, I wonder if you too also really wanted children. And so that's something to really celebrate if you got to have them, you know. And so so go back, look at yourself in detail in your 20s. Look at how you felt each day as you woke up. Were you going to a job you loved? Were you in a relationship that was nourishing? 
I was in a string of like crappy relationships where they were just like, I don't even think they liked me as a person. Um, and so, you know, I was just trying to do all this pleasing. So notice, you know, where did you live? Were you, um, in contact with a lot of dysfunction? Did you, you know, no, like notice all the things about how much you've changed stuff and, and really savor that and use that to, um, to nourish and to support yourself and so that you too can reduce that critical voice in your head which tells you that you're not enough because that voice those are our shame voices and they do not speak the truth and so maybe in 2024 as a kind of um i want to continue to lessen shame so that i have less and less of those voices and that i welcome in more and more ease in fact i think that ease i've never actually chosen a word for a year but i notice lots of people do that so maybe i will choose ease for the word for my 2024 word ease or maybe rest or maybe early to bed i don't know anyway <laughs> i sound like i've got emphysema i don't i don't smoke but i've got this terrible cough um I'm wishing you all the best. It is today is Tuesday, the 2nd of Jan. Take good care and wishing you all the best for this upcoming year. And I'm sending you lots of love wherever you may be. And thank you for being here. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself. For more heart-centered, connected, authentic and resilient living.